Welcome to Cursed, a bi-weekly podcast that investigates the liminal spaces, from everyday witchcraft to the haunted and the phantasmic. Hang out with us as we explore our personal experiences with the unknown and celebrate our craft. So before we get started, we do want to put in a trigger warning. This episode does discuss multiple forms of abuse, mental, physical, some sexual, not in too much detail, but we do want to put it in just to be safe. Uh, with that being said, though, please enjoy the episode. This is episode 15. Mm-hmm. Gatekeeping, gaslighting, and go fuck yourself. Yeah! Okay. Geez. So before we get started, we're doing our Patreon shout outs. Um, in our hates, we have Tori Tamara, Rachel the Pickety Witch, Corian Lane of New World Witchery, Alyssa, Joanne, Aaron, Melissa D, Cindy Brannon of Keeping Her Keys, Dakota, Chris of Pagan Ironworks, Starfriend. And in our poltergeist, we have Randy, Temple, Luna, Melissa S, Heather, Aviel, Jessica, Sydney, uh, Tiffany, and Steven. And then now we have an unofficial tier. Um... <laughs> That we're calling the Phalian tier because yes. Brett Manning and her custom amount. Um, Why you gotta be extra? We're glad that you're extra. Yes, we are. Um, so shout out to you, Brett, and thank you for not just going along with <laughs> <laughs> what is it like the predetermined? Yeah, what was boundaries? It that, uh, you just said uh, Hill Country Bruja said about um, like living your, your like, yeah yeah living your truth live. If you say you're a witch, you're a witch. If yeah. you're a phalian, you're a phalian. If you're a yeah. goblin, we're let's a goblin. talk. So today's topic and all that good stuff is something we talked about before we recorded our first episode. Yes. Something we talked about when we decided we were going to do a podcast and some of the reasons why we de- decided to do what we do. And that is something I'm sure everybody that listens to us is very familiar with. And that's the idea of gatekeepers uh, that ties into gaslighting. And yes, this is all very prevalent in day-to-day society, mm-hmm. but we are going to want to focus this on the witch community. Yeah. Um, there because... won't, we won't def- put a hard line in the sand, but we want to address the witch community side of it too, but it's going to spill over into life because there's certain things like we've talked about depending on class, color of your skin, mm-hmm. sexual orientation, mm-hmm. like gender identification whatever it is we've talked about it not only is it affect you in your day-to-day but it's like who the fuck's gonna say you can't be a witch on top of it or Mm -hmm. do it this way or that you're not welcome it's like that's not what we are about or promote so like i mean you know this is not it's serious but there i think there's a lot of people or like it's just time to do it yeah there's a lot of people and it's i don't know i to me, it seems like it's it's always been there, obviously, but it's become more prevalent, I think, because of all the bullshit that's going on mm-hmm. lately. And there's that, like, people are finding their voice and they know it needs to be heard. Mm-hmm. And so those gatekeepers are like, hold up. Yeah. What do you mean you're taking your power back? Nobody wants to hear. This is not, like, we talked kind of about the whole 
Instagram witchy aesthetic. Like, even though it's pretty, um, and I think that falls in this category, too, of those, like, now I sound like a gatekeeper. But those <laughs> people that, like, kind of, well, maybe that's its own episode. The people that benefit or make mm-hmm. money off of. And that's something that I want to touch on, too. Our practice. Because. What do we call them? Oh. What are they called? Imposters? It's got to start with a G. We've already <laughs> we've already decided our title. This is this is something that I've been hearing the call to talk about for a long time, uh, because I think that I've been very active in the witch community for many years now, and as someone who has started talking publicly about this who has always been the friend who is the witch you know people would come and they would talk to me about this stuff and i think with the wonderful advent of social media we are able to share and express ideas like never before right and that has led to an explosion in the witchcraft community which i love but every magic has a cost And the cost to this is that sometimes we find people who are inauthentic. Sometimes we find people who are incredibly toxic. Yes. And I think that it's not so much that this is something that is brand new or is happening more often. I think it's just more... We're seeing it. It's more noticeable. More noticeable. Because we're communicating with each other like never before. Yeah, and I think... Like, uh, the YouTube comment section, like, mm-hmm. that's what it is. And mm-hmm. it's been there. It's always been there. But like, you know, that one person being bullied or yeah. being told they're not authentic mm-hmm. or they don't practice witchcraft the way they think it should be practiced. So therefore they're a pretender. Those people mm-hmm. haven't had a platform or, mm-hmm. you know, and I think there's more people saying like, we need to uh, across everything in, in life right now in society there's more lights being shined. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to say my piece too, because this isn't fair on like how, or you can't do this to other people. So I think it's the uprising. I think it's being pulled out along with everything else. Yeah. Like, this is not how you treat people. Yeah. Um, and just to, I think that this episode is a form of shadow work in a way for us because we are pulling that fucking nasty toxicity out and pulling it into the light of day and saying, all right, Let's fucking talk about it right. because it needs to be said. Well, and there's a there's an idea of like you're so scared to be a to be a witch and say it at first sometimes yeah. and claim your power because you're like, especially where we live in the South, mm-hmm. you think okay, well we're not we're gonna be viewed as satanic. That's still mm-hmm. a thing. We're gonna be seen as evil or fairy tales, mm-hmm. and then you're you're okay. Well, let me go to for the... me. It's almost I'm I'm more afraid of the people who are atheist or agnostic and who are very grounded in scientific fact as am i and want to say how can you sit here and believe in this fairy tale stuff while you also sit here and quote back to me carl sagan and einstein and stuff like this and this is a little off topic because we're going to go into this on another episode too but i am more afraid of those people who think that I am crazy, who think that I am unintelligent, who think that I don't believe in vaccines or in science or Miss Siri Radford, I'm coming for you, bitch. You know, like, no, you cannot, you cannot sit here on your high horse and talk to me, talk down to me about witchcraft after having only half asked it for a week. Right. 
Yeah, fuck her. And um. I think this is where I draw the line. This is where I set my boundary. Right. And I think that this is something we're going to be talking about a lot is setting that boundary and, and deciding what is okay. And what is okay is going to be different for everyone. But everybody's magic is different. And I think that that's what we have to come to realize and understand. Well, and but what I was getting at too is the, you're so scared of the outside mm-hmm. coming for you and judging you. And mm-hmm. then you go to your witch community and guess what? There's, There's assholes in, in here there. that are yeah. like, oh, you have pink hair. You can't be a witch. <laughs> um, or you, what do you mean you don't wear all black? Now, somebody yeah. who wears an awful lot of black, especially at work, <laughs> um, I don't have a problem with it. But I do have things with color. Mm-hmm. But I'm like the opposite spectrum. It's like, oh, I love all this black. Ooh, shiny. This is pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no way to be a witch other than to practice your craft and be a witch and claim that name. Yeah. I know when um, the person we both know, which I don't know if he wants me to mention his name, but I won't in that regard. Mm-hmm. But he kind of, when he started out, he came and was like, I'm seeing a lot of things about online, which I'm like, oh God, here it comes. Uh oh. About how like, a male can never use the word witch and they can't relate to that title. And it's like, no, a witch is a witch is a witch. Yeah. The only thing you have to do to call yourself a witch is is to call yourself a witch and practice magic. You know, like if you realize the magic and your intent behind the term witch and claiming it for yourself and being mm -hmm. sovereign and saying, I am a witch. It's the intent. It's not, I feel witchy because there's a difference when Mm -hmm. people say, Oh, I love that witchy stuff. Or, oh, yeah. And so it's... And actually, I have... I'll just go ahead and say it. I have an acquaintance that I knew who very much outwardly loved the aesthetic of witchcraft, would collect crystals, would, uh, you know, shop at all of the same places, all of that kind of stuff. But when it actually came to talking about witchcraft, she did not practice, which is fine. The issue that I had was how she demeaned me for believing in and practicing witchcraft while she took the beautiful trappings of it for herself as an aesthetic. Right. But but, and that's the difference is there's nothing wrong with the aesthetic. We love it. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with enjoying it, even if you don't claim it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think churches are beautiful, but I also think a lot of them are beautiful, but mm-hmm. especially the old ones. Yeah. But they're like, that could be put to so much better use yes. um, at Let's any given time. witchy shop in there. Like, or, yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the thing? It's like, uh, if there's ever a church with its doors locked while there's homeless, like, don't call yourself a fucking Christian follower of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's my idea of it. Like, yeah. you have the means and the resource. You're full of shit. But anyway, yeah. that's beside the point. Uh, the point is when you start claiming and appropriating a witchy, and a, I feel weird using that word because I don't mean to belittle actual appropriation of culture mm-hmm. and things like that. But when you take on the aesthetic and then kind of insert yourself and take what we do as not serious or Mm -hmm. you take it advantage of it. Like I would go as far as to say it is appropriation because we are a minority culture and we are also marginalized. Let's be real about it. That Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't, a lot of times you can't go into your workplace and openly discuss that you're a witch. You can't, you know, a lot of people can't go home for Thanksgiving 
because they've been out they've outed themselves or have been outed by somebody else as a witch and now their family does not accept them right you know there are lots of different things where we share even if it's culture that we've created i think it's still something that is appropriation yeah which there's appropriation inside witchcraft too of mm-hmm. other things like we talked about the term smudging and yeah that um that's like a ceremony not a cleansing act that you can just go buy at wherever you want um yes and it's like okay well you don't know but now you do know mm-hmm. so you make that choice once you have that knowledge mm-hmm. and that's what we want to do is like teach people maybe you know you're a gatekeeper and a piece of shit then you can go ahead and turn this off now <laughs> no. um, because we're not going to get nicer to you um no. Maybe you're doing something that you have no idea about and you're like, oh shit, I didn't realize that's what I was doing. Or maybe you're stuck somewhere and you're being gaslighted and you're being controlled. Yeah. What's that? We'll talk about the article. Are you in a cult or are you in a coven? Yeah. So that's a big thing too, is I think people might not be aware of where they're at or what's going on. And um, that's what we want to do is like try to inform from and learn from our viewpoints because it is something that's marginalized and it is something that a lot of the marginalized go to because it's empowering Mm -hmm. and it always has been. So you're talking about layers upon layers of marginalization Mm -hmm. and it's, you shouldn't, and this is fortunate, but you shouldn't have to go to a community that you call your own Mm -hmm. and feel like you have to give up any of your sovereignty, sovereignty (laughs) to do it. Um, You shouldn't have to, if you feel like you have to change who you are, how you dress, Mm -hmm. how you look, how you act to How be a you witch speak, right your weight your if you feel shame for your appearance for your level of ability or disability if you feel shame for anything based on something that someone in that group has said that is a toxic environment right if anybody has said anything or made you feel that way mm-hmm. in any way mm-hmm. run yeah. because they're they're in this category of where we're shining the light into. Um, And like I said, it could be a one-on-one. It could be in the idea of a coven. It could be an online community. Um, We're very, we don't, we can't regulate or monitor every single person like that we follow on Instagram or follow us. And sometimes, you know, we hit follow back or something Mm -hmm. and then we'll, we'll see something that they post that we're not okay with. Yeah. And we'll like, Oh shit. Like, but I mean, there's there's different levels, whether it's you're talking about like everything from how you dress, if you're like whatever, it even goes to how you practice. And that's mm-hmm. where the gatekeeping is too. where, OK, um, my level of trad craft isn't as tratty as that person's trad craft because they said it's not like, go fuck yourself. It's witchcraft. Yeah. You're never going to have the spells, quotation marks, the rituals, mm-hmm. all that shit that was way back when you can say I'm descended from whatever this, this, and this, you can say, I have this spell that was written by Lucifer himself. It's shit. It's bullshit. Yeah. And that's why we like the idea of accepting for so long. There was such a stigma of being modern witchcraft. It wasn't genuine. It wasn't pure. Mm -hmm. Witchcraft is a product of its time. It's always been a product of its time. And it is a reactionary craft to the society. So, if my spell involves me t- texting it, then yeah. that's a spell. Um, just because I've done spells with emojis before. Right. Like, just because Medea didn't have an iPhone when 
she was um, <laughs> doing her thing yeah. doesn't mean that you have to do exactly what she did. And then you go a step further and say, well, I practice this and this is my blah, blah. So community is great. And all the little sub communities are great if you have them, but mm-hmm. you have no place in witchcraft to tell somebody that they're not practicing correctly. And right. it, one of the biggest things right now is you can't curse and be a witch or you shouldn't curse or the threefold. And I think that's a fear that's, not only been carried over from like the Abrahamic idea of mm-hmm. punishment and karma and all this, yeah. um, not even the karma is obviously not Abrahamic, but one of the big religions, but it's, it's that idea of trying to put people in boxes or mm-hmm. limit their power when mm-hmm. if you fuck with me and I feel like I'm going to curse you and I'm okay with any responsibility or repercussions or whatever might blow back on me and I do it. Mm-hmm. I don't need your input. I don't need your fucking suggestions. I don't need your, well, have you thought I hit the biggest thing I hate is the best way to curse somebody is bless everyone around them. Oh, fuck that. Like, shit. why would I go that route? Yeah. Like, no, I'm going direct and I'm going to fucking do it. And, yeah. but, and if, like, that's the thing is if that's how you feel, that's okay. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that if you're not comfortable cursing, don't curse. You shouldn't be if you yeah. don't feel comfortable. Because, uh, like I said earlier, every action has consequence. Every match, every kind of magic has, has a cost. cost. So some if are higher are, than others. <laughs> yeah, if and cursing is one of those that has a high cost. So if you are not okay with the possible repercussions or the lack of a better word cost of doing a curse on someone else, then don't. You should never be forced to be outside of your comfort right. zone. And that's what I'm trying to get at, yeah. too, is if, if if you are and like we're not trying to use it as the completely blanket term of the love and light idea. Like if that's where you reside and that's where you feel comfortable, then be there. But when you start telling other people that that's what they have to do mm-hmm. to make yourself feel better or somehow more powerful. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what it boils down to. And that is outside of witchcraft that involves... Uh, when you talk about homophobia or racism. Um, I've any... experienced it a lot with disability yeah. and my chronic illness. I've actually been told by people within the magical community that my Ehlers-Danlos has been caused by my quote-unquote low vibe and low vibration. And I need to... Uh, Put more quartz in your ass. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I need to, you know... Uh, that it was somehow my fault because I, uh, that the universe was sensing my low vibe and <laughs> caused me to feel pain and caused me to, you know, experience all this trauma and caused me to all this kind of crap. Right. Are you vibrating on an angelic level? Oh my God. But like, I, it, it's no different than the uh, faith healer kind of bullshit idea of give me a thousand dollars and here's a prayer cloth mm-hmm. that you can like that I've wiped my ass with and you can rub it on your cancer and it'll go away. Yeah. You, I actually knew someone who, um, they were sort of like a, a pagan faith healer who was a friend of a friend of a friend who actually told someone, Hey, I know you have leukemia. You don't need chemotherapy and you don't need medicine. You just need to come with me and I'll heal you for money. So, so this is a this is a giant red flag. Do not fall for this shit. Do, do not, not fall for it. And oh my god, do not fall like science is magic, y'all. <laughs> yeah, and we've already talked about it. <laughs> Ma- yeah. Science was always magic, and then it became science because blah blah. blah. But like 
it your rose quartz and your fucking tourmaline are not going to protect you from the goddamn Spanish flu. No. And we're or, a society and we function as a society and that depends on us mm-hmm. being responsible to mm-hmm. ourselves and each other and our children. So And washing our goddamn right. hands. <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, how come this? It's because of vaccines and science and medicine advancements that we've gotten to this point. Yes. Um, And why we're able to live this long. So it's like. And why we're able to communicate with each other and tear each other down further. <laughs> exactly. Um, and it's like, I don't know how we how we got here. But vaccine's bad. Crystal's good. But we are not those people. No. Um, and I know that's not just witches in that umbrella, quotation marks. Like, there's other people <clears throat> that call themselves energy workers and healers and all that. That we urge you to go get vaccines. It's just part of being. Yeah. They're, they're real. Yes. And they're real, they work, and <laughs> they work. for people like me who are immunocompromised because of my illness, they're necessary. Right. You so know? when we start doing live shows, if you're unvaccinated, don't you be coming up Mm-mm. in the live shows. Y'all, <laughs> <And like, laughs> no. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but no, I mean, that's that's another thing, is like that article you talked about, that, uh, oh, a life and a witch for a week, like, these are all hippie hoodoo anti-vax blah blah that's like science right and to to make it sound like we're this like completely dumb new age like fucking love and light bullshit like we are educated Mm -hmm. we hold degrees we are scientists we're doctors we're neighbors we're like the person that works at mcdonald's the person they're all forms of life Mm -hmm. they all have value it doesn't matter what they look like Mm -hmm. what they do with their witchcraft while they're doing it. Yeah, if you want rules and regulations on other people, just be a religion. Mm-hmm. Because that's... But no, then you'd have to start your own because then you wouldn't be at the top. And this is how Scientology started. Oh, no, God, that was for no. money. Um, <laughs> but anyway... Money and power. Right. We're obviously starting this out with like our heavy rantings. Uh, because this is one long rant about this bullshit. Yeah. What, like, what we're saying is, I think there used to... I guess a pushback of that tradcraft quotation marks versus mm-hmm. Wicca. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I read and I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if you read it in Keldon's book. Cause I know I let you borrow it, but Keldon Mercury in his book, the crooked path, which is a phenomenal book on witchcraft. Even if you don't pra- plan on practicing tradcraft, it's excellent, Just read it. excellent knowledge. Um, but in the beginning, he actually goes in and does this whole, modern witchcraft versus tradcraft versus wicca versus everybody kind of thing and he kind of breaks it down and he's like look none of us have any right to be throwing stones because we're all way more interconnected than we know a lot of of wicca borrows from traditional craft and a lot of the modern tradcraft borrows from wicca they're inseparable you can say that you have this fucking ancient legit knowledge but do you though like i mean look at all the the sabbats everybody practices like you're you're borrowing from all these pantheons and Mm -hmm. pagan is a very like a very broad stroking term the people that were called pagans did not pull from different pantheons they didn't have a so it's like okay we have this available to us we have this knowledge we've Mm -hmm. we've grown as a society and i think that 
um, the gods aren't the gods of this pantheon aren't exclusive to those people in that region or this and that because things grow. Why would the gods not? Yeah. Okay, so you're you mean to tell me that Odin doesn't have a sway outside of the Norse pantheon anymore? Bullshit. Right. Like, and you don't think Hecate out of what's present day Turkey mm-hmm. doesn't have a reach? I mean, I think we've been shown. We know our, she has a reach. One of our biggest episodes was our Hecate one. Yeah. And we're like, oh, of course it is. Because that's why we're doing this. But Yeah. And not only that, but look at how she was adapted from culture to culture to culture. This one way, like all the people that are like, well, I'm only going to practice this way. That's great. But the mi- it's the minute you start saying that you're, do- you're doing this wrong. You're mm-hmm. doing that wrong. And then the, the gatekeeping people do to say, well, you can't be a witch because... <laughs> Like, who called you a witch? Oh, well, so-and-so called me a witch, or I called myself a witch. Yeah. What gives you any more right than the other person that practices yeah, to do and that? Yeah, I remember a few years ago, the big hot-button topic was, can you really be a witch if you are not initiated by someone else who has already been initiated? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was the big thing, and people were asserting... Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yes. That... People were asserting that if you haven't been initiated by someone in a coven and someone who has studied, then you're not really a witch and you're not as valid as I am. And it's really... But then it's like, okay, well, where did they where did they get theirs and where did they get theirs and mm-hmm. how far back do you go? I guarantee you it's the bullshit's going to stop pretty quick. You're not going to get far back. And you don't have to. There's no excuse to, to feel like you have to be... If you have a mentor, that's great. If yeah. you're initiated, that's great. If that is... If you want to be part of this order or coven to feel like you have power, then then derive it from it. But what we're saying is you don't then get to tell people this is like the same shit of like, well, <laughs> we're Catholics or so we're going to heaven. I don't know about all these other not Catholic Christians mm-hmm. or, you know, every little denomination yeah. about like, well, I can't believe that they do this or I can't believe it. Like that's the same shit that we're dealing with. And I think it's part of a human condition. It's that tribal mentality yes. of like, my tribe is mine and my tribe is better than yours. And it's like, just have your tribe and what other people do does not affect you. And if it does, then react to it like yeah. you would. If it's harmful to you, then fucking take care of it. Yeah. Don't think that you have Tell to Tell them take- to stop firmly. If they do not stop, destroy them. Which tenet of satanic temple is that? I can't remember, but it's one of my favorites or like the satanic law where it's like, if someone is telling, you know, if someone is doing something to you that you do not like, tell them firmly to stop. If they refuse to stop, destroy them. And that's literally the way that they word it. And I love that (laughs) because that is so in line with all of the lessons that I have been taught. Right. Because I have had my boundaries betrayed and crossed and completely erased from me over and over and over again. Yes. And it is the most paralyzing, helpless, dehumanizing feeling in the fucking world. And I will not allow somebody to continue to do that to me. I will not. And no one should have to feel that way. There's a couple quotes you have in your notes. Yeah. The Cindy Brandon one I love. Whatever witchcraft is, it is first and foremost deeply personal. Yes. And that's why we're big on, okay, there's, we've talked about occult witchcraft books, 101, this, that. Mm -hmm. 
personal gnosis is what drives witchcraft. It always yes. has. Yes. Do you think, let's talk about the idea of whether or not it actually existed in the time period of the New England idea of what like the witch looks like. Do you think that witch that's like in her little, in the what was like online debating people on like what <laughs> actually, No, she was just performing witchcraft. And I think that's the other idea She's too. She's using is, her flying ointment and going to the fucking Sabbaths and telling people, no, you can't do that. Right. No, like, no. no. You're only supposed to use <laughs> organic, locally sourced baby fat for your <laughs> flying ointments, um, which she did because it's, why wouldn't you? It's, I mean, um, yeah. Use the best things yeah. you have available, but... From crib to broom. If you can't summon the flames directly from hell, store-bought is fine. Right. You know, like... But I think we I think we <laughs> talked about that, too. It's like, you can have this $80 fucking ordained, anointed candle that you bought and burned, or you can just mm-hmm. do it yourself, or you can fucking light a tea light. It's all yeah. your intent, and it's all the power within. Yeah. And so... And I think that that is something that is so necessary, especially for beginner witches, too, because a lot of times there's this meme that's been going around for a while that talks about, you know, you know, Susie thinks she's a witch just because she buys her organic sage from Whole Foods or something like that. And it's like, that meme pisses me the fuck off because it is so gatekeepy mm-hmm. to a lot of people who are brand new who don't have the luxury of being out yet, who can't, you know, sometimes, whether it's illegal or not, sometimes packages are open. Yes. Sometimes things are gone through. I, When I was still in the closet as a, you know, teenager practicing, I can't tell you the number of books and tools and things like that I had to replace because witchcraft was not allowed. You know, so... Right, and I mean, that's kind of what we'd said before, too, when you can mix and match. It's about intent and... Mm-hmm. If you're able to do it, that's great. But, and then when you say, well, I did this, I, I use this tea light and, um, I don't have an official altar because mm-hmm. I can at home. I put the tea light on a windowsill and I, you know, did a little spell in my head. And for somebody to come in and say like, well, what'd you think was going to, you think is going to work that way? Like, no, you did. What ritual did you read? Mm-hmm. It's just, that's not, that's not witchcraft. That's not. And I mean, there's place if you want, if you like ritual and you like the, um, uh, <laughs> what it's like the theatrics of all the. Like the ceremonial magic yes, yes, type thing. Yes. Yeah. So very like Aleister Crowley. And that's something say... that I read. Uh, was it, who was it that I read that from? It's in one of the, um, it's in one of the articles that's in my notes, which we'll post on the Patreon. Um, but one of the articles talked about how, you know, there are a lot of ceremonial magicians who shit on people like us who are very much into quote unquote low magic, which is working with plants and herbs and crystals and, and bones. bones and dirt and things like that that make me so fucking happy. Like, and they look down their nose at it because they have this higher form of ceremonial magic that was yada, 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 yada. And it's just, it's putting on airs. It's pomp and circumstance. It's great job i mean what do you want if if that's what works for you fucking do it right but if it doesn't work for you so what you know right. i've like, never i've never told anybody put down your fucking like golden chalice <laughs> and just pick up the rock and like stomp on the ground like yeah that i know it's not gonna work for everybody and i know people don't like so mm. that's the thing is you can't there's no need for you to say what I practice and feel good about and empowered by 
has anything to do with the... Is the only way. Yes, is the yeah. only way or the other person. Yeah. Um, has any effect on your practice? Mm-hmm. Like, what's at the core of it? Like, fear that you... Like, somebody might... It, it's that prejudice, that fear of... Mm-hmm. And it's and just... I, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. Because I have my own theories based on some of the gatekeeping that I've been through. Either because of my sex, because of my gender, because of my... Um, uh, sexual orientation because of my religion because of my interests even uh so i'm super huge into comic books and video games and stuff like that i have been gatekeep kept against several times by these fucking neckbeard assholes who want to stand up there at the counter and say oh well you haven't played this game so you're not a real gamer or you know like talk down to me and say oh are you looking for something for your boyfriend no, bitch, I'm looking for me. <laughs> no, that motherfucker can't game. Give me the fucking newest fucking, you know, Thor or fucking Wonder Woman or fucking uh oh, Spider-Gwen. Fucking yes. Well, uh, you know, like. But I think that, I mean, there's like, this is not just in the witchcraft community. Everybody's yeah. used to it everywhere else. But yeah. um, I think one of the reasons that there's so... Witchcraft, when you start it out, everybody starts as a beginner. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to know where to start. There's a lot yeah. of information. Yeah. And there's a lot of feeling. Yeah. I would admit, I'm, and most of the people I talked to when they started out felt the same way. It had to be word for word out of a book. Or it was like, Or it wasn't right. You were afraid to screw up. Right. And then yeah. after a certain point, you're like, oh, I got this. I just do whatever. Yeah. And so whether you're information or knowledge comes from books online friends a coven community family um uh mentor your own, your own intuition intuition that's what i'm yeah. saying is it, which is then if you want to talk about the idea of the witch in the cabin by herself mm-hmm. um practicing magics on the outskirts of the village they Fucking weren't goals <laughs> right yeah life goals yes um bog witch energy yes. but there's no where do you think they were getting there? They were working with and learning hands-on personal experiences with their gods, demons, mm-hmm. spirits, ancestors. Now, sometimes they might have a mentor or a teacher, especially if they were, you know, apprentice to... I think even then there was, you know, some of it was still some of their own personal gnosis and some of it was from books. And that's been a, a concept that we've used for centuries now, mm-hmm. you know? So this is not something new. No. But, and that's the other thing too, is what we wanted to talk about, because that's the other part of the title and the idea, um, is, is the gaslighting. And I think like Mm -hmm. what I said with beginners and stuff, it's easy for them to feel like they're, to not see the gatekeeping because Mm -hmm. they don't have the experience or the knowledge yet. Mm -hmm. And they think just because somebody sounds like they have knowledge, just because somebody is like self-righteous enough doesn't mm-hmm. mean they are more powerful than you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they know more than you. Mm-hmm. I mean, One use your my... experiences and stuff, yeah. but do not let somebody, just because it makes them have a God complex or feel better about themselves, mm-hmm. tell you how to practice and what to do. Now, if they're sharing their knowledge with you and they're helping mm-hmm. you with your craft, that mm-hmm. is perfectly fine. That's great. We yeah. all have had it. And we, I've been that for people Oh, sure. And it's great. It's how you share stuff. But when anybody says like, all right, here's my bullshit. That's a, you're getting into cult 
territory, and yeah. that's what we're going to talk about, yeah. too. Um, so one of my favorite things, even though I've been practicing for a really long time, is to talk to people who are new. Yeah. Because they are fresh and uncorrupted by anybody else's fuckery. It's like, first comment. And, and they are, like, so pure it's in that, their own um, gnosis god it's that fucking like childlike yeah where they say like where anything is possible yes and they and sometimes like they don't really know the vocabulary for it yet the perfect words for all the tools or the kind of magic or anything like that yet but their own personal gnosis is so amazingly uncorrupt that even i as somebody who's been practicing for more than 13 years i think now I still can learn from them. I right. still have my own. They still give me epiphanies. So we've talked about him on here before, and he's been on an investigation with us, mm-hmm. Clayton. Yeah. When he started out, like, he's asking me these questions, and I'm answering, and we're talking about everything from spells to curses to familiars. And there's things that he told me that he's like, what about this? I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. You're fucking right. Yeah. And I think that's the joy of exploration and seeking and witchcraft is, and the idea of science. You'll never know everything. Mm-hmm. There's always room for improvement. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy that. So when anybody says they have it figured out, you start to sound like fucking religion and you start yeah. to sound like bullshit to me. Yeah. Um, and when I say religion, it's the controlling idea of um, how to keep the people in control fucking the spinoffs that's that's one of the reasons i i am a pagan as far as spirituality goes because witchcraft and paganism are two separate entities that sometimes intersect and you can be one without having the other and i think we're very used to that but if you don't know you if you're a pagan it doesn't mean you're a witch right if you're a witch it doesn't mean you're pagan right you can be an agnostic witch you can be an atheistic witch you can follow deities you might not follow any you might be a christian witch you might be a Christian pagan. You might be a pagan who does not want anything to do with witchcraft. Mm-hmm. That's fine, too. Yeah. I don't celebrate every Sabbath. Sorry, I don't. There's yeah. too many of them. If I got them off of work, <laughs> maybe I would. There are but some no, that um, I just don't connect with. <laughs> there's some I don't connect with. Yeah. And I think if you celebrate them all and connect with them all, that's perfect. That's and awesome, yeah. Yeah, but don't beat yourself up over not doing all 80 of them. Mm-hmm. And... You know, it's like, I'm not always present for every full moon. I'm not always up to doing something every full moon. Yeah. But when I am, I do it and I feel good. Yeah. If I don't, then I always feel like I'm going through the motions and it's like, that's not, that's not benefiting anybody. Want. Yeah. Um, and see, that's something, this is an episode I want to do later, uh, but I want to talk write about. Write it down. <laughs> yeah. This is, I want to talk about Spoonie witchcraft and, and the ways that Spoonies, which would be people who are disabled, uh, and we'll talk about spoon theory and stuff like that then. Um have to learn to adapt their magic and come to terms with the fact that not everything is going to be super high ceremonial magic because we just don't have the fucking spoons for that man right like it's just it's not gonna happen yeah i definitely because we talked about that too we'll definitely do that episode yeah and like shine a light on that and Mm -hmm. um i have a lot to learn about it because Mm -hmm. you've told me you were like, you said something one time and I'm like, <laughs> what? I think I, I just dropped like spoon theory on you. And you're, you're like, like, I don't have enough spoons, what? man. I'm like, well, is it something you could use a fork for? <laughs> and you're, and then you sent me, the, you sent me the whole, the theory and all that. Yeah. And, this, and I was like, oh, I got it. So yeah. now I see people either on Instagram or other stuff mm-hmm. and they'll say like Spoonie and I'm like, I got you. We see you. I know yeah. you. And it's like, so I think that that helps. And that's part of what we want to do too. But, Mm -hmm. um, another big thing is that, that gaslighting, which 
mm-hmm. is harder to see. Yes. Because it's manipulation. Yeah. And, and it's, it's that lobsters in the pot thing. Yes. Or frogs, frogs in, the in the pot. Yeah, where the boil is so gradual that you don't notice. Right. Turn up the heat slowly enough. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, Suddenly it's, you're boiled alive. Right. Yeah. And this, th- there's gaslighting and everything um, from witchcraft to um, politics to mm-hmm. uh, relationships. Oh, God. Um, and that's, you know, it's gaslighting is abuse and mm-hmm. you need to know what to look out for. Yeah. And we're here to tell you some of it. What, my, one of my favorite things is like, um, what does so-and-so like insert thing here how many does it take to screw in a light bulb? None, because they use gaslighting. Oh. And I've heard it with Republicans, which, I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> but no, I think it's great. It's like, oh, none, because they use gaslighting. So, but what gaslighting is, um, for those who aren't familiar with the term, we're sure you're familiar with the practice or seen it, or maybe you've been, but it's that manipulation of somebody to make them feel like they're crazy. Mm-hmm. Or to make them feel like they're wrong. And that person knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And the person that's being affected by it might not pick up on it because it's it's gradual mental psychological abuse. Mm-hmm. And it can be on various levels. But so not only do you have to worry about gatekeepers, but you have mm-hmm. to worry about the gaslighters inside of the community too. Yeah. And I think... And, and not only that, but there are in any, any culture any culture, there will always be someone who is predatory. Yes. There will be someone who is, who gets drunk on power. There will be narcissists. There will be people who want to manipulate you either through gaslighting or other means, um, sometimes even brute force, unfortunately, uh, into getting their way and getting what they want from you. It is so important because we are a fringe community that we have to police ourselves in a way and that's strange saying that in a gaslighting episode uh but we have to keep an eye out and protect each other yes you really do yeah because there's there's so many people who will try to take advantage and it's our job as witches to help other witches and to help ourselves by removing the toxic abusive personalities from our community so i think the i think the reason that gatekeeping and gaslighting go hand in hand is because one is i'm going to tell you why i don't think you're on my level or why you're able to do what i do Mm -hmm. and then how can i use you and take advantage of you to benefit me Mm -hmm. and also make you stay in that maybe that subservient mindset or that doubtful mindset and it's gaslighting Mm -hmm. it's Oh, your spell didn't work? Well, um, did Take you try my, enough, you know, you... like $300 class on introduction to witchcraft and right. then you'll know everything. Yeah. You know? And then, oh, well, I mean, are you sure that your experiences are real? Because mm. that didn't sound like mine. And I know I'm a real witch and my experience was this. So if yours wasn't like that, I don't know that you go back and look at it. Are you mm. sure you work with Hecate? Because look at your pink hair. Yeah. Could you really be dark and brooding if you're wearing a floral yes yes um you just don't yeah (laughs) the most brightly colored things are the most dangerous oh so look out motherfuckers but no i'm a fucking poison dart frog watch out so i think that's (laughs) i think that's why the gaslighting is hand-to-hand with that because it's that manipulation and Mm -hmm. 
I would go so far as to argue that sometimes those narcissists and those self-righteous people probably don't even know they're gaslighting somebody. There's a good chance Maybe. they don't. But it, yeah. it all falls into, like, we're trying to show you, like, to look for it. But it's it's manipulation. Yeah. It's, it's making you doubt yourself and feel crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, to put it in, like, the terms of, like, a relationship, whether it's a parent and a child or a partnership, it's that idea of, oh, I got upset because you hurt my feelings. And it's, like, well, you only got upset because you're so so and so and you have no right to be upset at me look at yourself why did you get upset Mm -hmm. and then you end up thinking like well maybe i am the bad guy because why did they why am i upset they didn't do anything wrong and it's it's that form of psychological abuse where it keeps you blaming yourself low self-esteem it keeps you down and it makes you feel like i'm not as witchy or i'm not as good as the other person because there's somebody who for whatever reason thinks they're better Mm-hmm. and more witchy than the other witches mm-hmm. and more pagany than the other pagans mm-hmm. just because they f- feel better when they feel like they're more powerful or better than somebody. So they keep those people gaslighted mm-hmm. so that they have those people. I mean, if if these cult leaders and these people that um, gatekeep and gaslight and all that didn't have people they manipulated, they would have to face their own fact that they're like, they're struggling themselves and they're, yeah. they have, these are people that are leeches. Like they, they don't, their self-esteem and their confidence is for the most part going to be superficial. It's yes. because they've convinced themselves they're better. Why? Because I can make this person think I'm better. Mm-hmm. It's not, they've not had this personal like, oh, well, and they, it's just, they can go on and on and on. And it's like, all right, with the God complex, like shut up already. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how you're so full of yourself. And then they get their followers and their other people to go along with it because gaslighting and gatekeeping and Mm -hmm. newbies. And we use that because we've all been newbies. I don't use it as a derogatory term. But newbies newbies don't know and they're starting out. And so when you're looking for information and somebody presents it to you in a way that seems helpful Mm -hmm. and they're not you can get caught up and confused and you can maybe not see it coming. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, especially when you're new, you, that first time you meet someone who's a leader in the community, there's that sort of like awestruck thing. And, and that sort of almost like worship that some people really feed on. For me, it makes me really uncomfortable um, because it's like, Yes. I don't I don't want that much power over somebody else. That makes me feel uncomfortable because I know what it's like to be have held power over me. Right. You know? So I don't want to put anybody else in that situation. So what was the what was that article that we had looked at? The cult versus coven. It's in here. So on page 2, we're going to put these notes up on Patreon. Yeah. Hint hint. Um and I will do them on time this week. um Um, but not to just completely sidetrack you but um mm -hmm. i think that's like kind of the realm we're headed into now is when you have that leader that Mm -hmm. mentor or that pillar and that doesn't mean that i mean there's tons of those even even if there's not like a specific like leader of a group even if you're just trying to angle in to join a group Mm -hmm. and you know they reject you they mock you you know you sort of get that gatekeeping thing or they accept you, but they belittle you all the time. 
These right. are really, really toxic things that I want you to watch. If out you've for. ever been in middle school and <laughs> and there's a table of assholes that's like the cool table and you mm-hmm. can't sit with us. Yeah. That kind of idea. Yeah. Um, and I honestly, I see this sort of, I see gatekeeping happen in, in one or two ways. So I either see it as, just like you mentioned, where it's that superficial try to make themselves feel self-important. Right. Uh, and that get drunk on power thing, or I see it as a really jaded, toxic defense mechanism mm-hmm. of people who have had that happen to them, who are now passing on that same trauma and are not aware of it because right. they are trying to protect themselves. Yeah. It's kind of that like cycle of mm-hmm. abuse that, um, you're more likely to be an abuser if you were abused because like yes. you might not know any better. Yeah. And I know we're, this isn't on the same level as physical abuse because that's easier to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that it's okay, but the mental and the psychological can be so hidden and so slow and yes. more damaging Yes. in the long term. Um, well, and I think even physical or sexual abuse, and we should put a, uh, disclaimer at the beginning of the episode okay, yeah that doesn't happen all at once either right that is something that happens slowly over time and it usually starts with emotional or mental abuse yeah um oh there's a lot of um sexual abuse that's rampant in pagan communities oh yeah because it's that whole idea of like free love and all this mm-hmm. and oh i've got this so um we'll put a disclaimer in the beginning kind of i'll find out what minute yeah. Where we'll talk about, like, because we're not going in complete depth or trying to do a bunch of trigger warnings, but of course. It happens. Yes, you have to take accountability for it, but also other people should still be sensitive to those things. Right. As people who have experienced things um, and different forms of abuse, we, we both have. Yeah. We know certain things are triggering, and so we relate and empathize with others and yeah. so maybe you hear that and you're like i think i can and it's it doesn't that's great but yeah we we don't want to be irresponsible and like take a hard turn mm-hmm. i mean we are talking about abuse here and we are talking about that's what gatekeeping gatekeeping is more like those boundaries like trying to say well this is where you belong but that gaslighting is abuse and and not only that but i think that gatekeeping can also be sort of like a a power grab by mm-hmm. someone who's already established within the group. Yes. If they're feeling unstable in within the community or within the group or they feel like they're not being looked up to enough, denying somebody else and making it, it makes everyone else feel exclusive and makes them feel sort of a little this bit self-righteous what, and empowered. But this is what cults do. Yeah. Exactly what a cult leader does. Yeah. You look at fucking Jim Jones, mm-hmm. um, Jesus... Scientology. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> We're going to get fucking nailed. <laughs> Joseph, Joseph Smith. Like, I know you guys are thinking, oh, Mormonism is a religion. It's not. It's not. Mormonism is based on manipulation yeah. and mental and psychological abuse and threats. Yeah. Yeah. Come at me. Mormons. And there's a lot of there's a lot of abuse within the community yes. that is unreported and covered up, right? Because it is a cult. Yes, it is a cult. Um, like the uh, what was the the new the Christian movement that became really big in like the the seventies? Oh God, I know exactly the, what you're yes. talking about. Um, what's the name? Because I know, and they they were like super modern and did little like seventies, like sixties, seventies, like 
musical acts and stuff like that. Um, and and they put him out for like, oh my god, the Partridge Family. No, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like the Partridge Family, but it was but all no, about Jesus. I know what you're talking yes. about, and we'll look. I'll try to think of the name. But um, there's a reason, like Charles Manson, that like think Charles Manson, think mm-hmm. Jim Jones. Jim Jones, like, I won't go too much into his story, but if you look at it, he didn't start out that way, but it's like he kind of got that power trip going, yes. and and then look what happened. Yeah. There's organized religion, and there's people that are, that get into it, and they want, they want in on that shit, and then they'll, they can, like, do their little off-branch and, like, culty, so mm-hmm. um, you can call Christianity a very large cult that started in the beginning and turned into an organized religion. I guess you could. If you want to, but Mormonism is a cult, and if you're a Mormon, I guarantee you're not listening to this. Oh, uh, and if Nexium, do you remember the Nexium? The pill for heartburn? <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, or Nexus, or what was it called? Uh, there was a cult that came around. It was like early two thousands. Um, in sync. No. God damn it. Okay, but I know what you're. Yeah, and they actually like they actually had women who were like branded into like sex slavery and. Do you remember? I know what you're talking about, but I okay. mean, I get all these names and stuff confused, confused and I can't think yeah. about it. But, um, and then if you're a Scientologist and you are spending your time listening to us for some what reason, are you, doing? Why? you obviously have money. So give us money yeah. on Patreon. Yeah. Um, Zenu told you to, <laughs> or told us to tell you. Um, it's cool. We'll talk to him later. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I think he's on, uh, PWOM. <laughs> oh my gosh. But no, uh, so... The idea is you can be in an organization, a mm-hmm. community, uh, a group. First day you're in a book club. Next day you're in a fucking cult. Yeah. Um, so we want to to not only talk about that article that we both liked, but we we want to use this as another way to help show you what to look for. Because I know we've ranted a lot and like we said it's bad. It's bad, okay? We said it's wrong. We've tried to give but like we really want to give you signs and things yeah. to look for like we said if anybody makes you feel bad about being you mm-hmm. if anybody is pressuring you to do anything you are uncomfortable with and you have voiced that uncomfortableness and they are still pressuring you that is a bad sign get out get out get right. out and if you feel like you aren't allowed to say something that's a sign too yeah. if you feel like i want to say no but i can't or mm-hmm. i i, I want to say I don't, I don't agree with this, right. and you feel like there is no one within that community you can go to to talk to about it. You're in a co- that, that, cult. That's a cult, right? But that's see, and that's the other thing is American Horror Story cult, like, was not as good as American Story Coven. But no, um, <laughs> that's how you can remember it. No, um, but like, <laughs> was there wasn't there one called Cult? I think so. There was, and there it was, was like a, a ripoff of yeah. It was a ripoff of um, fucking. Uh, but I would even say, you know, the coven, for lack of a better term, especially under, you know, the Supremes all-knowing, all-saying rule. You're right. You're fucking, right. How fucking culty is that? It was. It was. It's fair. It very was. But, um, um, so, yeah, uh, if you feel like you can't, that your opinion doesn't matter, if mm-hmm. you feel like your voice isn't heard, if if open discussion is not a part of your coven mm-hmm. or group, it's if a cult. There's no democracy. Right. It's a cult. It's a cult. Um, that's just not for covens. There doesn't even necessarily. <laughs> right. And that doesn't, it doesn't have to be in a coven. It can be in a friend group. It can be mm-hmm. on a, 
your community. It could be in your family. It can yeah. be at work. It could be, and it doesn't have to be down to one specific leader. Mm-hmm. These people are tricky. Yeah. And you might not see it as one sole person. Mm-hmm. There might be a power struggle at the top, but it's like these people are usually pretty good. And like you said, if it feels like things are going out of their way or they're not getting the reaction they want, they can single out somebody that they know they can extract emotion or feeling from and belittle or talk down to and discredit because of their age and unfortunately it's also um like that mob mentality Mm -hmm. where people are so blind and they're so in it they don't see it for what it is yeah and if you're if any of this sounds iffy or familiar then it is because you're in this isn't what normal communities do this isn't what normal people do to other people if you've ever been belittled by anybody in a group like that or a friend about like witchcraft or anything then that's a red flag yeah and that's it's something where you might have friends and people that you care about we've all heard that when they leave cults too like i didn't want to leave my friends yeah and their friend is still in that disconnected blinded brainwashed mentality Mm -hmm. and you know it's hard because it's it's hard to see those people that you care about maybe not pick a side but like lean towards something but i you know we want to help these people get out of it and realize like whether it's a one-on-one relationship with a mentor whether it's a group whether it's um an online community whether Mm -hmm. there's no room in witchcraft Mm-hmm. for gatekeeping and yeah. there's no room for the gaslighting in any in any like sense i mean it doesn't matter if it's witchcraft or not you yeah. can use the same principles but um let me pull your notes back up because you had all the signs you had like seven signs i that did you're... i actually have them up in front of me you want me to read them yep okay so the seven signs you've uh joined a cult and not a coven uh this is an article that i have linked in my show notes uh so the seven signs are Coven information, like a book of shadows or something of that nature, is not shared freely. If and, there is a paywall. And then that, you know what that sounds at like? You Scientology. Scientology. <laughs> and I, but let's compare it with what people know, too. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing. Um, early on religion was only one person got to see the Bible mm-hmm. or the sacred scripts. Mm-hmm. So if your coven has information that you're not privy to because you're new or you Mm -hmm. can't handle it or you didn't pay enough cult yeah check yeah write these down (laughs) um there's no democracy no democracy so no no voice in the way that things should be done uh where meetings can be held when meetings can be held and this doesn't necessarily mean that you know they have to always cater to you because there's always that toxic person in a coven too yes But this is, you know, if you are constantly feeling like your voice is not heard and like you are being left out, even if it's not purposefully, it's a red flag and you need to. If you're not allowed to participate, Mm -hmm. um, if you're not included in things that, again, whether it's a paywall or not, Mm -hmm. um, if you're part of this community slash coven and it's a fucking boys club or. Mm Uh, secret society type or bullshit Mm -hmm. like those are red flags you shouldn't information shared in a coven which i'm not a part of but like our community like information you have your personal stuff but Mm -hmm. um 
you know, it should be something where you discuss, like, what do you guys want to do? Um, when we hold rituals for holidays and we have food and stuff, we don't say, hey, um, this is this, 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 and this. This is what's happening. Mm-hmm. We are like, we want everybody to experience the same thing. So it's just your voice should be heard. And like you said, it should be a democracy in a way where you might have your high priest or priestess. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you're not of your own right, a priest or priestess of whatever deity or... Hell yeah. Because I think that word gets thrown around a lot in a very self-righteous way. Like, yes. I'm a high priestess of... And then they talk about how many, you know, degrees of high priest that they are. And you know what that like... is? That's like masonry and Scientology. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Check, check. And secret society. Check. Cult. Check. Mm-hmm. No safe, open lines of communication to the leader. And this also goes into if you have an issue with part of the leadership and you don't feel like there's anyone that you can go to for fear of retaliation for fear of retaliation for fear of exclusion for fear of any of that mockery mockery belittling yep that is some fucking toxic shit right get out and that's the thing too if you look at it like a workplace we're unfortunately both familiar with in different jobs that not my current one. If anybody's listening to this and knows where I, it's not my current one, please don't fire me. But um, no, if, if you feel like you can't voice your concern and the whole idea is that open door policy mm-hmm. of if, if you see something that's wrong or something's happened, you mm-hmm. should have a safe space to go report it. Yeah. And usually that's your manager, supervisor or HR. HR. And then if you are so unfortunate where that shit is still not, I mean, that's your, that's the the more red flags. If you can't come to a mentor in the group or a leader, are they really a mentor or a leader or are they a cult leader? Right. Are they a narcissist? Are they fucking power hungry? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, take a step back and think like without the, the constant like follower archetypes in the group without the people that are always like they can do no wrong they can do this blah blah blah. oh they would never oh charlie's never done anything wrong (laughs) if there's any if those people feed off them take them out of the equation think what would that person actually offer you or have if they didn't have those minions Mm. kind of idea or if they didn't have those people that what would they be can they stand up on their own if the if the if it's doubtful then probably not because They've shown you that they can't. They've shown you that the only power they have is exclusion, is mm-hmm. like negative, toxic bullshit. If that's what feeds them and gives them their standing, then you need to go. Because yeah. like they're obviously because not there. There will off- come a time when, unfortunately, you will become the victim. Because that's how this stuff works. It's- oh, you'll never not be a victim at some point. Yeah. You're, but it's you not... will be the singled out person who is degraded, excluded, fucking reprimanded, retaliated against. It will come to it you. It will come to you. Um, well, I don't know why, like, Charles Manson, why I'm doing, like, the voice is like, Charlie! Because it's not even the same. Be like, hey, man, Charlie's, like, real cool. He'd never do that to me. He will, man. He will. He will, so. Give him enough time and enough leeway. Right. If you're not in the scope of be like, you will be. Because you're all disposable to these people. Yeah. Um, and you're just a means to an end. And when one battery gets used up, they're going to put in another one. Yeah. And they're going to go through those. So yep. if you're being nothing but drained and belittled and mocked and 
self-doubt and you feel worse than you did when you were then those are all red flags too. Yeah. Um, and then there's this other point that I wanted to bring up. And there's actually a really great article from our favorite person, Cindy Brannon. Who's our favorite person? She's our cult leader. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry, Cindy. We love you. But also, you She's can do no wrong. Eyes. Oh, no, um, no, I love uh, her because she doesn't take any shit. And she calls out yes. shit. And, um, um, but she wrote a really great article called The uh, 13, love it already, uh, types of toxic witches. And one of them is actually the love bomber witch. This is someone who like just almost overwhelms you with love and affection and, you know, special treatment. And, and... Rose Quartz were a person. <laughs> uh, and, you know, all of this like special attention and all of this kind of stuff. And then suddenly it all stops. This this is like it oh i maybe i need to pull it up okay so uh we've got a few links while she's doing that in case i yes. leave this in in those notes so on patreon what we're gonna do is post the notes all the links to these articles will be in the notes they're connected to google drive so you open it you click a link it'll take you there yeah um and so we don't have to link them into the show notes um but yep. some of them we can because i think some of them are very important like the seven signs to look out for the cult one is by lynn thurman We'll put these in because those yeah. are important ones. Yes, because we've been referencing them a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, and there's some great uh, literature out there about uh, how to deal with toxic covens, how to deal with toxic people within the community, all this kind of stuff. Uh, gaslighting in the community, gatekeeping in the community. There's some fantastic resources, but I feel like there is not enough. Right. Because um, I know it's hard to stand in the wind and, and, and say... The abuse that's happened to you and the things that you're experiencing, it's terrifying. It's fucking terrifying. And sometimes there are awful repercussions from it. But it is a necessary magic because you it is not just about you. This person will continue to prey on other people if you let them. Right. We're a species that will always have the predators and... Mm -hmm. I mean, there's not just predators and prey. There's people like us who are, like, willing to call out this bullshit. And mm -hmm. uh, because we've been prey before, we've yeah. fallen for it. Yeah. And there's nothing to be embarrassed about. There's really not. Because when it happens to you, it's like, oh, shit. And I think that's another pitfall, too. I think that's something that people fall into is feeling embarrassed or ashamed that they fell for it. And that's... Mm -hmm. It's kind of like abusive relationships. I mean, it's exactly the same. Yeah. And it's okay to be fooled by these people. Abuse They're psychopaths. Is abuse is abuse right. is abuse. No matter what alliteration you call it for your title. Yeah. It's abuse and it's uh, it's unnecessary. And, and it's our jobs as witches to stand against it. And I want to say, if you hear this and you're still unsure and the links don't help, if you, like... We'll do our best if you want to reach, reach out, out to, to us, us. Yeah. and get any links that we might have put on. Because I'm not trying to put some of these really... Because you can Google most of this. Yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to put all these links behind a paywall, like Patreon. Um, I mean, we will find resources if you need something or if mm -hmm. you're afraid of something and you feel like the or people if, in your community won't talk to you. Or if you even just need somebody to talk it out with. Right. You can talk to us. Yeah. Um, through our Google, I mean, or through our Google, through our Gmail, <laughs> through Google, talk to us through Google, um, <laughs> Alexa, get me cricket and bones. Um, but 
you can do it on Instagram. Our email is cursedcast uh, at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to feel like if you're in a group like this, you're going to feel like I can't talk to anybody because mm-hmm. what if it gets back? Or what if somebody says something? Or what if they find out? Like, who are we going to tell? There's nobody we're going to tell. I mean, we're here for you because we needed those people. We had people like that. And we want to be those people. Or that... we had to stand up and be those people ourselves sometimes. Yes. No, that's yeah. that's also true. And so if you have any resources that have helped you or that we didn't cover or that we can help and give other people, like, send us those too. But feel free to reach out because we really, we want the shit to stop. And it'll never stop. But the more but mindful. we need to do our part. Right. The more yeah. mindful people are and supportive, they can't, they won't win. In the mm-hmm. end, they won't be able to. Did, was that all seven? No. No. Okay. Uh, so I want to touch on the love bombing witch. Yes. You know, uh, this person will say, you know, you're the most talented witch I've ever met. The gods have brought you to me. You know, you're so wonderful. You're so beautiful. You're so, you know, you're so funny. And it's always like fake praise. Right. And I'll just go ahead and read this directly from Cindy because she's fucking awesome. Uh, Sound familiar? Then you may have already encountered the love bombing witch. Their enthusiastic over-the-top praise never ends until it does. Then they accuse you of all manner of malicious acts. You know why? Because you failed to live up to their ridiculous expectations. Can't tell if you are being love bombed? Refer to the healthy list of healthy and healthy on boundaries now. So this is another thing that we need to talk about too is boundaries but yes. i want to finish our uh toxic coven right. first coven or cult so we need to and we don't we won't have the time to go through all of the 13 no but i read that too and it's a really good it's fantastic yeah yeah it's a I forget resource. which number i am no i'm just kidding <laughs> um um we're belladonna it's okay <laughs> <laughs> that kind of goes into the no safe open lines of communication to the leader a lot of times I'll find that the leader with their new little protege or whomever it is that they've decided to pull into the fold, they will love bomb and love bomb and love bomb and heap praise onto this person. And then all of a sudden it just stops either because you didn't live up and they had to go somewhere else and find somebody else. Or they got you where they want you. Yep. Which is, oh, they wouldn't possibly do this to me. There, There's no way that they could do this to me because they... They've never said anything bad about me or they Mm -hmm. love me and all that. And if you stop serving whatever purpose you serve to them Mm -hmm. and then you get that other completely opposite side they've never shown you, Mm -hmm. then you're talking about the toxic, the cult leader type status, the abuse. It's always good to support each other and it's always good for constructive criticism. But I think we all know what's when Cindy says that love bomb, like what that is, that overpowering, like... Oh my god! And sometimes it's just vapid, fake, yeah, customer servicey bullshit. Like, oh my god, I love your hair. Oh my god, mm-hmm. that is probably harmless and just fucking annoying. Yeah. But when it's at, oh my god, you, I, you know, I'm so close to you, and I trust. Well, like, and then they turn, and there's that hard turn, and they show you that ugly side. Like when they show you that, believe it. Yeah, because that's and even if they're not showing it to you, they're showing it to someone else, and you witness it believe it because it will happen to you too. Right. If you see it happening mm-hmm. to somebody else, even if you don't think it'll happen to you, even if it doesn't happen to you, like, are you okay with that being who you are and what you are a part of? Right. Like, are you just, are you scared? Are you worried? Or 
just naive or blind? Like, oh, there's a really great quote about good and evil and how and about indifference. Uh, so it's by um, uh, Ellie Wiesel. Okay. Uh, so this is if we're going to talk about toxic people, this is somebody who really knows. Uh, the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. The opposite of art is not ugliness, it's indifference. The opposite of faith is not heresy, it's indifference. The opposite of life is not death, it's indifference. As somebody who has been through abuse, and I think that you can agree with this too, when you are coming forth and you are speaking on your experience and when you are finally verbalizing and coming to the realization that what you've been through is abuse the worst thing that someone can do is to not care yeah you know it's to deny and to say oh they would never do that you know or to just refuse to acknowledge right you know it's or even the acknowledging and not caring enough to bother with it because you're too worried about your position mm-hmm. or you don't want to get in trouble with the cult leader. So I'm not going to say anything mm-hmm. sucks for that person. Sometimes the indifference can be rooted out of like that fear, yeah. but you know, we're urging you to sometimes, I mean, we just have to stand up yeah. and you have to be that. The, the bystander is not the person you want to be, especially as a witch. No, if you're a bystander, you shouldn't be comfortable People go to witchcraft to empower themselves. Yeah. Because they felt their power being taken from them at some point. Yeah. They, there's a reason they went to witchcraft, and that's for self-empowerment mm-hmm. and to find their voice. So what I'm saying is I don't understand how the bystander personality can coexist with the claiming the witch label. Mm-hmm. Now, I can see there being the narcissists. I can see there being the power hungry mm-hmm. because... The opposite side of I want to feel strong in myself is I want to rule people slash have control. Witchcraft makes me feel powerful, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's that. But to be a bystander and to be indifferent, there's – and I think we said this too with the, the way things are going in this country and other ones in discrimination in, against everybody by those few who are in power mm-hmm. or want power. This is not a time – that we can afford to be indifferent or mm-hmm. that we can buy stand because what's the, the whole, the whole thing of, uh, and I forget who wrote it or said it, but it's when they came for so-and-so I did nothing when they came for so-and-so I did nothing and so on and so on. Yeah. When they came for me, there was nobody left. And it, and it's not just being so like self self-centered where it's, Oh, I better help these people. So they help me. It's like, mm-hmm. I just don't understand. I don't come from a viewpoint of, I can't see the marginalized, which if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I think I'm a witch or I call myself a witch, you're marginalized. Yeah. I don't see how you can be marginalized mm-hmm. and not get angry about this or defensive yeah. about it or want to stand up. And it's like your voice might be small, but it's your voice. Yeah. And we want you to use it. We're using it. We want to help you out of stuff and we want you to feel like and maybe you are going through that and you're thinking oh i should have said something i should have done that like do it now start now like yeah sometimes it's hard to find that strength and to be brave but you've got support you've got there's other people around you that you can fall back on even when it feels you know helpless and like i said you can contact us and there 
there are plenty of others that you can fall back on too. You know, like if you are feeling unempowered and you are feeling like your power has been taken from taken from you in some way, reach out to whatever spirits, deities, ancestors you work with, you know, and say, look, some shit is happening. I need help. Right. You know, and sometimes that is all we got. Right. And you are the witch. And so you can, you did this for a reason and you want to be empowered and you have power and you can use it Mm -hmm. and nobody can take it from you. They can make you feel small. They can make you feel shitty. But in the end, your witchcraft is yours. Your power is yours. Your voice is yours. A bunch of small voices can be deafening. Hecate is the goddess of the marginalized. Yes. And, and always has been. And so that's not going to change. And call on her if you're feeling like you need it, whether you work with her or not. I think one of the things that has always sort of made me really angry about calling out abuse is that so often people take the side of the abuser. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we have this fear of being excluded from our families, from our friends, from all of these people that we've come to know and love. It is incredibly important that if these people are not on your side, if they are dismissing you, if they are not willing to listen to you, if they are not willing to hold that other person accountable or even have the conversation, these people are toxic. And how much do you really want to be around these people who will not hold an abuser accountable? Right. Something that has been said over and over and over again is that all of these accusations just are so terrible for the abuser. No shit they should be. Right. They feel how bad. They have a future. You, they have a life. How dare you ruin their reputation? Right. They shouldn't for one mistake or whatever. They shouldn't be punished. Like, yes. Yeah. And calling out abuse and abusers does not ruin their reputation. Because I'm going to... It corrects it. Put me on record as saying, I guarantee you all the people that say there shouldn't be any reason... That this person should be held accountable or reputation tarnished, whether it's any kind of abuse, are either unsure if they've done it Mm -hmm. and are afraid or they are an abuser. Yeah. Because what other purpose do they have? It's misogynistic when you talk about sexual abuse, Mm -hmm. when you talk about, oh, well, you know, this, he's a bright young star. He swims good. What? Like, fuck you. Yeah. And I guarantee you, somewhere along your line, you've done some form of abuse or you feel like... It's the boys club or something because Mm -hmm. that's the other thing is everybody's so quick to dismiss the abused and the victim Mm -hmm. and they're so quick to believe the abuser and it goes hand in hand with the gaslighting and the gatekeeping. Mm -hmm. If somebody says, well, you don't know what you're talking about. You're going off this. Like you need to stop and look at the fact, like, why am I on this side? What side am I on? Mm -hmm. Am I not on a side? Well, I need to pick one. Because yeah. this is not something that you're indifferent about. You either support victims or you support abusers. And our community that we're trying to cultivate through this podcast, through whatever means, like 
we want to be a safe place where you can come and tell us. Do we have all the answers? No. Do we know resource? But we'll look. Like, we have some, and we know people, and it's and just... we are willing to listen and to empathize. Yes. Which I think is the most important thing. Right. Sometimes it's like, okay, you're being heard, but are you actually being, like, heard? Yeah. Community is, is very important, but I feel like sometimes, because we are so other... We are so starved for community that we are willing to compromise ourselves and our power. To settle. And yeah. settle. And because you're like, well, where, am I, where else am I going to go? Right. It's one big community and I don't have any other, like everybody knows everybody else and I don't have anywhere to go. So I just need to take it. It's like, no. Yeah. You don't have to take it. You deserve better. Honestly, being afraid and doing it anyway, I think is the bravest thing you can do. Yes. Because you are feeling the fear and doing it anyway. You are making a conscious choice to go against the grain. And honestly, you've already done that once with witchcraft. You have survived everything you thought would tear you down. So why are you continuing to let someone else tear you down? Exactly. You have the power. Yeah, it's not brave if you're comfortable in doing it. No. Witchcraft is uncomfortable. Sometimes it's messy. Sometimes it's inconvenient. And don't forget to use your witchcraft in this. Yeah. Hell yeah. Use use your protection. Use the sigils or whatever. Do spells. Um, Do all the witchcraft that you can alongside of actively. use, Use glamour magic to camouflage if you need to distract and fawn until you can get yourself out of that situation because right. we know sometimes, sometimes it's just that's not, necessary yeah, yeah sometimes it's not just an issue of oh i'm a part of this coven i can just walk away sometimes it's more complicated than that we understand that and yeah beyond that we also have implied repercussions should members leave which i think we touched on yes threats or mm-hmm. or even just like uh being excommunicated yeah you know um uh, fucking mormons I mean, that's another thing of Mormonism Shit, is... the Catholic Church. Right, the Catholic Church. Yeah. And then that fear of excommunication, like no matter how big or small your coven or community may be, is a rational fear because like yeah. you said, we're already marginalized enough. You don't... It's not like you can walk down the street and find a whole entire new community. Yeah. So it, it, it can be scary, but you owe it to yourself to avoid and try to remove and call out the toxic if you're able to mm-hmm. there's no reason in this day and age that you should be indifferent to the abuse of others to save your own ass like yeah indifference and not using your voice is a privilege that we as other do not have that is that is something that we are not allowed when we when we don't use our voices when we don't stand up that our rights are taken away from us in a fucking instant mm-hmm I know people like to think, oh, well, this isn't needed, but it's needed. It is. Because the minute it ends, shit pops right back up. Yeah. They try to get rid of it. When I see these toxic groups, it comes to um, it being a very close-knit community where, you know, if someone leaves, they are shunned, you know, and they feel like they are the, they. there's this mentality within the group that makes them feel like they are the only people who do that. And, you know, no one else does it. They're so special. It might feel like your entire world is wrapped up in this one thing, but it's not. 
that's why people don't leave relationships when they're abused. That's why people, because they, that's what the abuser does. That's their job. Yeah. They want you to feel like you're nothing without them. That's why people don't leave cults. Yeah. They're brainwashed and people think I'm, I'm nothing without them. I can't do this without them. That's why it's hard to leave family. Yeah. Like you have, you don't owe it to your family to stay. Blood is not a reason to stay if you're being abused. Yeah. And I'm not, and I don't mean like, oh, well, you're underage and you can't leave the house and you don't have this and that. And it's like, we're saying like, if you feel like your fucking family, you're always belittled at Thanksgiving or holidays. Don't fuck. You owe them nothing. Yeah. Don't go. Because just because they brought you into this world, as far as being like a parent, you owe them nothing. Mm -hmm. If they treat you like that and they're abusive and you don't owe them anything, it doesn't matter. Well, they're family. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. They're a piece of shit. Like, and you don't deserve or need to stick around and hear it. Like you said, don't settle. You don't have to accept being abused just because you feel like it's your only option. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, no matter how fucking stuck up your ass you are and how fucking high and mighty and self-righteous you are about what you do, somebody somewhere is going to be like, that's what you do? That's what your fucking ego trips over? Mm-hmm. So you don't, you're not fucking special. Like, you're not. Yeah. So you might think, oh, well, I wear just the right amount of eyeliner and just the right amount of black and jewelry, and I'm just pagany enough to be the witchiest motherfucker somebody somewhere is going to be like you're a fucking joke and like what's going to happen to that person like their their entire personality is built on telling others that they're not good enough like how do they approach people when they say you're not good enough there's always gonna be somebody who thinks you're not good enough yeah so don't fucking listen to them don't let them make you feel that way yeah because i guarantee you no matter how important or big your mentor or cult leader i mean coven leader looks like (laughs) They're nobody more important than you are. Yeah. So don't allow them to discredit you. Right. Have they ever spoken to the gods on your behalf? No, you do that. Have they worked with your spirits, your ancestors? Like, you have power. You have a voice. Mm -hmm. And it's great to have community because that's why we do this. And that's why we have community. But toxic communities and toxic people are not okay. Just like we talked about with the racist bullshit and appropriation of... Um, Norse mythology and all that and runes in like pushing this like fucking racist agenda and like white power bullshit. Yeah, there's no room for that in paganism either. Yeah. Those kind of people are always toxic people. Mm. There's never a night, like there's never good racists, you know what I mean? Like it's not like, well, he's a nice guy, but he, you know, he's really fucking, it's like, no, there's no redeeming value to being racist or discriminatory and like and those people should be held accountable right and pushed out of the community mm-hmm. sexual abusers push out of the community yes. there's like and that shit runs rampant too and yeah i love sarah ann lawless like i love her mm-hmm. and she called out a bunch of shit mm-hmm. here recently and a lot of people got mad oh we never could do it never could do it and it's like you don't get to tell that person that they weren't abused yeah no, you can't take that stance. You're just as bad as you the people. You weren't there. And there's predators here. And she called him out, got a lot of blowback. We appreciate you, Sarah. And yes. there's going to be blowback, but stand your fucking ground because you've got support. Don't settle and don't take this shit. Yep. You're Is that right. all of the ones? No, we got oh, two more. Oh, God. Two more. Okay. <laughs>
This is, but this is good. This is good. All right. So questions are never directly answered. Oh. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So if you're constantly being kept in a state of confusion, if you are, if you never get a straight answer out of somebody, whether it's about, you know, magical practices that you're asking about, or if it is something that is going on with you personally or within the coven, if you're not getting a straight forward, honest answer from somebody, this is a huge red flag. Uh huh. This is a huge red flag. And I think that this most directly applies to the gaslighting principle. Yes. Especially when we look back to the original movie, which is fantastic if you haven't seen it. It's called Gaslight. Um, where she is, she knows this thing. She knows this thing. And she keeps experiencing this thing and keeps being discredited and keeps getting half-assed, backwards answers, never getting a full, honest truth out of this man this is how they keep you in the dark this is how they make you question yourself this is how they take away your power is by not giving you the knowledge well and there's a reason and i think it's hard when you're marginalized you already feel like you don't have family Mm -hmm. that you can just go to that you were born with kind of idea yeah um that's why do you think cults have to remove you from friends and family yeah because they would not work otherwise They have to remove you from that because they're getting ready to brainwash you. And the voice of reason and people that actually care about you is louder than the fucking message they're giving you. So they have to remove that. They have to remove identity. They have to make Mm -hmm. you think you and they can do it in such a small and slow underneath the surface way where you realize you feel like you as an individual is related to your or your worth and values related to how they're they perceive you. And that's not true. Yeah. And so, yeah, the whole gaslighting thing of making you feel like you're the crazy one, you're the different one, mm-hmm. because that's how they keep you there. Yeah. And not only that, but by doing this, by keeping this information from you, you are constantly dependent upon your leader. Yes. Yeah. You are constantly just begging for a morsel, a tidbit, a little snippet of something. Right. And I think that's why I don't want to sit and lecture about you have to do witchcraft this way. I want to give you resources and allow you to think for yourself. But that is still giving information that is giving you books, that is giving you articles, that is giving you. So sometimes it's better to allow that person to figure out what they have and what they vibe with and what they're wanting to get out of it. Because that's honestly, spell work and witchcraft in and of itself is always going to be deeply, deeply personal. What I love is um, just to, two of my friends, uh, like I adore them because they have things from childhood mm-hmm. that they found before they knew they were witches. Mm-hmm. That's Alex and Tamara. That um, <laughs> they they have and like it me- meant something to them as a child, whether they knew it or not. And mm-hmm. it's like they use it in their practice now. Yeah. They'll put it on their altar or they reference it or they use it. And it's like that idea of if somebody told them you have to have this, this, and this, they go st- buy everything they think they need. And it's like some of the best things you already have or have a connection yeah. to. Um, and I think that goes with intuition. Yes. And like there's that intuition with this too, to bring it back around is if it feels like bullshit or if it feels like information you're not allowed to have or don't deserve to have or Mm -hmm. 
Like, it should you shouldn't be given the runaround. Yeah. You can be given information and you can be pointed towards directions, but if you're given the runaround, it's just a game for them. Yeah. And a power trip. And yeah. it's, it's to get that, if you don't need to ask them any more questions because you've grown and you're exploring on your own, you aren't good for anything to them. Mm-hmm. So why do they keep you around? They People like that have people, members in the group that feed them those things and they need it because they can't cultivate it themselves mm-hmm. or they like the attention or they like the power. Otherwise, why even bother? Like, to me, that sounds like so much work to start a cult. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's dedication. All right. You ready for the last one? The last one. Drum roll. A one leader fits all approach. And I think we kind of briefly touched on this one. Mm-hmm. But this one, I feel like, is the most dangerous out of everything that we've talked about. Um, because when we have this one person holds all the power dynamic where there is only a high priest, there is no high priestess, and this high priest goes around and picks whichever person he wants to perform the great white right with based on whatever we have some manipulation of power there uh-huh. and i've seen this and i've heard of this in covens and i've heard of like these witches male or female or other who do this sort of predatory behavior where they hold all of the knowledge, they hold all of the power and they hold all of these other people captive so that they keep them wrapped in this little cocoon of them Mm -hmm. and make it impossible to escape. It's one person fucking getting their ego trip in. Yeah. Because they don't feel powerful any other way. They don't feel secure any other way. And maybe it's been taken from them too. And that's okay. But it's not okay to treat people just because your power was taken. It's not okay to take other people's power to make yourself feel better. There's Mm. so much better and more effective and helpful ways to go about healing yourself and healing others and working as a group. Don't pass on the abuse. Right. Break the cycle. Yep. Yeah. Just because you were treated unfairly does not give you the right to treat others like you were treated. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you're like, oh shit, do I do that? If you question it and you have to wonder about it, like, fucking dig deep here. Yeah. Because you could be doing it. And if you feel bad about it, look at the traits that might make you scared that, oh God, what if I'm doing this to somebody? Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, I think there's going to be people listening to this that are going to be treating others like a gatekeeper or gaslighting. Mm-hmm. And if it hits too close to home and it upsets them and they like, this is break the cycle. Like This is your you, wake-up call. This, right, this is, is your, your time to hold yourself accountable, which is also right. important. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just... there. It's important for both sides to point yeah. out. Because um, I do think there is that propensity to, to carry on the abuse and maybe not notice it. If we helped you know, then, like, now you know. And you can't... <laughs> now it's your job right. to do something about it. It's yeah. your job to change things. Yeah, and I don't know how many people accidentally gaslight people i'm sure it happens i'm not sure how many people gatekeep people maybe that's the only witchcraft they've ever known is being gatekept by somebody that they thought was above them yeah and then if you're listening to this and you're like i totally do all of this and i'm okay with it then please don't listen to us anymore like yeah 
Because just don't. Like, why please, would you? Please, please do your shadow work. Like, right. There's there's some awesome witches that we love. Whose names are Tori and Alyssa, who are doing a series on shadow work. Yes. Over on YouTube. Right. And I think they had some issues in comments about uh, love bombing that they handled mm-hmm. very well in regards to masks and stuff like that. And yeah. um, so they have some really good stuff. It's Faces of the Faceless, and they have a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, you've heard them on our episodes. Um, on some of them you've heard Tori on a few and you've heard Alyssa on one one I think the 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 Christmas yeah Yeah. so if you want to hear sober Alyssa are they sober when they do it I don't know I don't know Uh, but no no telling (laughs) (laughs) but they're doing like a great shadow work series Um, I think their next one is like Noah Witch with Shayla so that should be coming out Sunday excellent right just days after this Um, we love Shayla and that's some hard shit to do shadow work on yourself but if, if any of these give you a red flag that you might be doing it to somebody else and you actually give a shit, handle your shit. Mm-hmm. Apologize to that person. Make amends. Do better. You can improve yourself. If you're, if you're doing this, there's not like, oh, God, I'm fucked. Like, mm-hmm. you can change. You can. It's hard to break abusive cycles if you grew up like that or experienced it. And then not only that, but if you feel that you are on the opposite end of the spectrum and you are the victim of this kind of stuff. I think it's time to learn boundaries and set mm-hmm. those boundaries and have discussions or remove people from your life who refuse to accept those boundaries. Because yeah. we all have boundaries and we all need to make our boundaries. And to, to bring it back to kind of the the physical thing, I know a lot of the pagan idea is like, oh, you should be okay with like people hugging you or... Like touchy feel it. You do, yeah, if no. you're not make it known. Yep. And do not allow it. That's like if that's what you if that's your thing and that's what you guys do. But I think that's abused in like pagan circles. Like yes. Oh, this person isn't like and that sounds like the like hippie kind of idea. But or new agey. It's like oh man, it's just all about love. Like nah, that's, that's it's rape right. culture. Let's yeah. call it what it is. It's yeah. rape culture, and it's a great way for predators, for predators to and potential rapists to exploit see how far they can get you to go whether it's a coven leader whether it's authors whether Mm -hmm. it's big people i mean they're out there yeah and when victims come forward and say that this person i know it's easier to say oh this is a smear campaign they're jealous or blah blah blah. like we have to get these people out yeah and expose them because it's just not okay because we cannot allow it to continue to happen we just can't we just can't we're not the Catholic Church. We're not covering it up and moving them somewhere else. No. No. And it's the most necessary thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there, and it, it's not a one-time contract. No. If you give consent, and this goes for anything, but if you give consent and you suddenly realize, I don't want to give consent, then you don't give consent. Yeah. It's that easy. Yep. And that person has to respect those boundaries. And that's... Anything other than an enthusiastic yes is a no. Right. That's just, that's it. That's it. Consent can't be coerced. Consent can't be. Yeah. Consent is consent and it can stop at any time. Yeah. It can be taken any time. Yeah. So remember that too. Yeah. And maybe we're okay with it for now. And it's like, oh, you've never minded me doing this or talking about you like this or treating you like this. Well, you know what, motherfucker? I'm done. Uh, There's a poem that um, keeps coming up in the back of my mind when we talk about this by Michaela Robin uh, from We Carry the Sky that says, No draws a circle around you with chalk. 
and says, I have given enough. Draw your circle. And we're all familiar with chalk circles. Oh, hell yeah. Right? Like, we're not the only ones having this discussion. We're not the only ones being in the middle of shit like this. So we stand with you. We are you. (laughs) Yeah. And we will fight with you. So follow us on Instagram if you don't. Our like our email, like we said, is cursedcast at gmail.com. Um, we do have a Patreon page. We have a couple tiers. We have three, maybe four right now. Mm-hmm. Brett's in mm-hmm. her own. Brett made her um, own. But that's fine because Brett does what she wants. And we won't stop Brett. What is it? A dollar a month? You can get access to all of our shows. Yeah. Um, and the notes. Here's the thing about the notes. Like, they're so extensive. Compared to what we actually get to touch on. And there's so many yeah. good resources. Um, I don't take any credit for it. But <laughs> <laughs> I just upload it. But they're a great resource to have. So I don't think... If we don't touch on everything, I think it's good that we're sharing the notes. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's so much sometimes we want to talk about and we don't get to. Yeah. Um, and the notes let you help that. For $5, you get the notes in the shows and you get a decal mm-hmm. uh, and a shout out. And then for $10, you get the shout out, the decal... And a tarot reading with me. Yeah. Yeah. So who doesn't want that? <laughs> and um, it's usually fucking spot on. I'm scared to get one by <laughs> Cricket. We'll have to do that at some point. Right. Maybe maybe we'll make that a bo- bonus episode. A bonus, me, <laughs> me getting read? Oh, shit. It's we'll like, read each other. I mean, if I'm going to be putting you on the spot, it's only fair that you put me on the spot. I'll let, I'll let Ava read you. <laughs> she <Fuck>. just... <laughs> She just, it's, she just holds up a mirror. No, uh, it's like, wait, where did you get three tower cards? They're all. <laughs> Thanks, Ava. We love you, bitch. <laughs> well, what I did was I bought three different decks and I stacked the deck. Um, so, yeah, those are great perks. Um, mm-hmm. We'll have more to come because we do want to get pins and shirts and all that. Yes. And uh, we're looking into all those. Um, we want to have special ones for Patreon that you can't get anywhere mm-hmm. else. Um, and I'm such a, I'm pushing for this glow in the dark pin for Patreon people. I'm sure yes. we can find it. I want to do it so bad. Right. And then like the people who aren't Patreons, you can buy normal pins that'll look really fucking cool, but they but glow in the dark. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure I have glow in the dark pins. I'm sure somebody will make them for us if we pay them. So <laughs> we will fit, we'll get on top of that. Uh, we want some stickers. We've heard, like, some people want, um, God, we should do a poll. People have, like, already been talking about, oh, I, w- I wish I had a shirt or a sticker that said this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our fans is very into how Cricket says, I mean. I mean. <laughs> yeah, that. So, if you guys want to, s- if you have any ideas of what you want to see. Yes. I want to get the Discord up and running, because I think okay. that would be a really great way for us to get community going. So yeah, because yeah. we're like offering you this community free from gaslighting, and you're like, "Great guys, when does that start?" <laughs> Actually, there's already a Discord, so we just need to get it. Can they go running. follow us um, before anything's up? I I have a couple of things that I need to tweak. Okay, uh, but then I think we can open it up. Okay, because you want to do some book reviews been, on there. Yes, um, and I think that's a good spot to I do wanna, them. I want a place where people can share like witchy arts and crafts and things that they've made. I want yeah. where people can share a place where people can share spell work or right. divination or cool tarot decks that they found, like all kinds of shit. Yeah, so and um, awesome. Like I, I'm constantly sending you articles about you know, hey, there was a bigfoot sighting here, and hey, there was a bigfoot sighting there, and it's like yeah. I want to be able to share that with y'all too. So right. 
But until next time, bye, you guys. <laughs> bye. Cursed is a bi-weekly podcast produced by Bones McWilliams and Cricket Word. Editing by Bones McWilliams. The theme for Cursed is Voice of the Trees by Sun and Moon Dance. Check them out on Spotify, YouTube, or at sunandmoondance.bandcamp.com. Follow Cursed on Instagram, Twitter, and become a patron at patreon.com slash cursedcast. The three G's. It's like, <laughs> was it um, Beats, Bears, and Battlestar Galactica? Yeah. Except none of these are good. Yeah. Except to go in and fucking yourself if you're a gatekeeper slash gaslighter.